0: Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. Our thanks to Ray Hoy and Son um, for their support of the show. My name is Tony Kerr and with me this week is Gareth the Hi Tony. Mm. Great to see you Gareth. Um, we're back uh, a bit earlier than scheduled um, on account of me being away next week. So we thought we'd get the pod in uh, nice and early. Um, we've had some midweek football and we've had some big news <laughs> in the world of trophies um, which we're very excited about. Um, the Jeremy Cup has reappeared. <laughs> I know, it's quite remarkable isn't it? Um <laughs> Uh, just to sort of recap,
1: um, Jersey Club St Paul's won the Jeremy Cup, I think, three years on the trot before COVID. And um, once football resumed after COVID, they were sort of asked to return the trophy to Guernsey, which they tried to do. They put it in the mail. It just it sort of never arrived in the island. Uh, St Martin's won the competition 2021 and they were presented with a with a with just a, like a standing trophy, whichever was available on that day. And um, the current holders, I think St Peter, have, a, have a, a sort of a, a new trophy f- for the competition. But um, out of the blue, uh, St Martin's were contacted by um, a company in, in the West Midlands who basically are in, in charge of waste, waste disposal. And uh, they were contacted and they, were, they sort of said, oh, we've got a trophy, it might belong to you. And the Saints were a bit curious because they weren't quite sure what they were referring to at the time. This is sort of 18 months after they'd won the the Jeremy and um, they got sent a trophy, and they said, "Oh, that's the Jeremy Cup," and it's
0: yeah, it's turned up in the West Midlands. It's a remarkable story, really. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Cause it is a you know, it's a great-looking piece of silverware. Mm-hmm. It's got so much history, obviously. To I think donated um, in nineteen oh two, so mm-hmm. yeah, one hundred and twenty years old. Um, very ornate. Uh, Sort of decoration on it, um, it's got a sort of little sort of figure of a player on the top, and and obviously you know the sort of decades and decades of a century of, of club names engraved into it. So um, well, I suppose the first thing is uh, sort of relief for Guernsey football because um, yeah, the, the, these are sort of priceless priceless parts of the local game
1: yeah well i think um a a lot of people almost assumed it had been lost forever to be honest i mean it it never to
0: the the point where they actually um had made another trophy
1: yeah uh, a replacement one there is now yeah the the jeremy cup knockout as such has actually a different trophy to the albert jeremy trophy that was presented in the first place but um yeah, so it, it was sort of deemed that we'd probably never see it again. I, mean, I don't think you can really blame it on anyone. It just so happened, it, it one of those things with, with the pandemic as well, the, you know, in the old days, teams would be coming back and forth between the two islands so often that somebody would just bring it with them when they got a game. Um, as it turned out, they couldn't do it um, a couple of years ago, so it was sort of put in the post and it was we thought never to be seen again because it never arrived in Guernsey I mean what's there 30 miles between us and Jersey and it's ended up uh, I think in a place called Tipton which is sort of near Wolverhampton in the West Midlands so um, how it's ended up there quite not really sure but um, some very I think diligent workers up there who were involved in waste disposal sort of were going through a few uh, containers that that arrived there and they they found what they thought surely this trophy isn't for disposal it seems quite um, impressive and they did a bit of googling and found out that St Martins were sort of due to have it in 2021 and got in contact with the club it's just it's great for them.
0: Yeah, it's almost like our sort of 1966 kind of world cup trophy story, isn't it? it, it you know. It, yeah, we haven't got a dog
1: finding it. I don't <laughs> I don't think so anyway. I don't think there was a dog sniffing around the uh, the waste disposal in Wolverhampton but um yeah, it's, it's sort of it's just turned up out of the blue. It's just uh, it, I don't know it's, it's, it just felt like a real feel good story when I when I was told it. Um and uh, yeah, I don't want to jump the gun because it's actually not back here yet it's all sort of got to be
0: got to go in transit between Wolverhampton and and Guernsey so um, let's just fingers crossed it will arrive yeah the journey (laughs) continues for the Jeremy Um, and it's great timing as well isn't it because we're right in the midst of the, the sort of early rounds of the Jeremy Cup as you said um, Gareth Saints won it in 2021 were presented with another trophy that was an all Guernsey final obviously in the pandemic no no travelling um, and then last year sort of Jersey's domination if you like of the Jeremy um, continued with St Peter beating St Clement it's been well over ten years since uh, Guernsey side sort of legitimately got its well, literally got its hands on the Jeremy Cup, um, but also sort of in the spirit of the competition, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I mean, fingers crossed, we'll be seeing a Guernsey side lifting the actual Jeremy Cup, um, yeah, come the end of the season.
1: Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, there's, there's been some really good games in in that knockout so far, and there's a, a couple more coming up this weekend as well. So. Um... Uh, let's just—it's uh, just great that um, uh, our sort of like our big knockout competition for the GFA is is hopefully got its prestigious trophy back. And um, yeah, like you say, Tony, hopefully it'll be a, a local club
0: holding it aloft come the end of the season. Yeah, added incentive for the Guernsey side still in the competition. Um, we'll talk a bit more about the football that's been happening this week in a moment. But first, let's hear from Ben Hunter. Um, he's very much um, some Mr. St. Martin's uh, has become Mr. St. Martin's in recent years. Um, does an awful lot up at Blanche. PLA to make that club tick and um, yeah he's now the one tasked with actually getting the Jeremy Cup back it almost seems a bit random given that um, uh, sort of Saints haven't got any claim to it at the moment um, but yeah he will be the one hopefully receiving the cup um, in the not too distant future but yeah we wanted to speak to him um, about the story of this find and also just about life up at Blanche Lane in general and, and his thoughts on running a club or helping to run a club um, in 2022. Ben, welcome to the pod. Thank you very much. Great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Um, we were just talking about it before. Your many roles uh, at Blanche PLA and we, we're going to officially introduce you as uh, club director. But that sort of only tells half the story. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, um, just run us through for people who don't know. Um, yeah, exactly how much you put into to St. Martin's football club. Uh,
2: well, I think it's not not just me, but I think I I do quite a lot of work. I do the uh, I help with the pitch do the kits do the bar the canteen just make the club run as smoothly as we can really but there are there's a number of volunteers that help us behind the scenes but it does take a lot of
0: a lot of work to get us uh, where we are yeah i bet we'll come on to that in a moment but so part of the reason we invited you in this week for a chat is because to sort of add to that long list of roles is is sort of trophy hunter really (laughs) (laughs) which kind of fits fits the bill quite well um as we're chatting about before um Yeah, a historic and kind of vital part of of Guernsey's football heritage uh, has cropped up as it reappeared. Just talk us through, um, yeah, kind of how it came to be from your perspective.
2: Well, we got a a message on our social media on, uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday last week, um, from a gentleman in Wolverhampton saying that he had a a trophy that had our name on it. Um, Duncan, who runs our social media, was corresponding. And uh, it was kind of on a not too full on, because we weren't really sure what they meant. Uh, and then Duncan asked for a photo. Uh, next thing, it was a photo of the the lost Jeremy Cup um, with all the history on it. And the gentleman that we were speaking to was basically was trying to find who owned it. And we were one of the names on there. So he contacted us and very randomly, we've found the Jeremy Cup.
0: Yeah, and I guess um, he might have found um, some of the coverage from a couple of years ago when um, Saints won the Jeremy Cup, but of course weren't presented with it. Uh, yeah, is that is that your understanding of, of sort of how it came to you guys? Yeah, I think we were one of the names that were on
2: there and he uh, must have searched uh, the history of it, um, saw how far it went back and realised there was some, there must have been something to that trophy and not to be, it was in a scrap, it was basically in a kind of a scrapyard. So he realised that there must be something behind it uh, reached out to us as one of the names and obviously a previous winner and next thing it's it's not on its way to my house hopefully (laughs) well
1: yeah that's
0: the next step isn't it yeah
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah. it's turned up in Wolverhampton. let's hope it does turn back up in guernsey one day
0: when saints won it obviously it'd been a while since um a guernsey club had uh, got their hands on well should have got their hands on the Jeremy Cup you know for for you guys as a club and for the players was it a shame not to to get that sort of historic silverware back in your hands yeah I think it was quite disappointing
2: for for Leon as much as a coach knowing that you get to lift that trophy it's taken a lot of effort jersey competitions are never easy uh and to not get that trophy was always it's always tough because you want to you want to you want to lift the trophy the actual proper one especially one with such history and to. pick up I think we lifted and potentially there might have been the major cup instead um, as just a, a generic trophy for the night no, for the day
0: yeah sort of took the edge off that occasion it, didn't it, it? it although it was I guess in itself a very different tournament um, yeah with, with just the Guernsey sides in that year it's very you know? true but um, but yeah exactly I mean that's the thing to, to uh, you know for, for you um, or for the local clubs you know the, the Jeremy Cup the, the Prio uh, league trophy itself you know these are the kind of a priceless parts of the local football
2: game. Yeah, they're, they're nervous holding them because there <laughs> were so much money and there's so much history in them. You don't want anything to happen to them. Um, when we did a bit of work, my dad designs a lot of the, the clubhouse and we've got a trophy. Uh, we got a shelf just for the Prio trophy that's been luckily in our hands for for a few years now. But uh, we, got a tro- we got two trophy shelves ready and we've never had the trophy on there yet. Hopefully soon. <laughs>
0: Well, fingers crossed. I mean, that's the thing. You you say uh, that there's an initial hesitancy picking up the trophy. I'm sure after a few beers in the clubhouse, things get a little easier. These trophies all get filled with the same stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had any discussion as to
1: if you're going to sort of keep it for a year now? Because, I mean, you actually won the Jeremy 2021. That's how long the trophy's been missing. It went missing before that. Um, the actual competition has been played again since and St Peter won it sort of most recently so are you actually going to get a chance to have it in your clubhouse?
2: It's it's one of those I think it's a case of let's get it to Guernsey first yeah. we're uh, we're not in possession of anything We've just, we're just playing our part to try and get it back to Guernsey and at that point Gary Robert will get it and is, as there's as it doesn't need to be sent to Jersey yet because they've already got a trophy we might be able to keep it for the rest of the season um, but Hopefully, we'll have it again next season, at the end of this season, on our
0: own. Yes, well, there are, I guess, officially now two Jeremy Cups. Um, So, I don't know what's going to happen to the other one. I think are we the official winners or are they? <laughs> <laughs> it might
1: be quite a clever thing that um, if if a Jersey side does win it, they, they sort of keep the one that stays in Jersey, and if if they don't hold it, at the time, yeah. the JFA can just keep it as safe well, keeping. For well, now. I think
2: this is this will prove to a, to a bit of an issue when you've got inter island trophies. It's what do you do with them because I know COVID was obviously a big thing and it it derailed every, everything, mm-hmm. but sending trophies and things like that it's it's obviously proven it's not the easiest way of doing Mm. it and this trophy it's a big trophy Mm. like i thought i might have to fly over and get it or something like that and it was like i don't know how you're going to get that back in your luggage so it's a bit of you don't want it to break on the way Mm. so it's uh Keeping it in Guernsey might be a good idea.
0: Well, that's it. The photo you got from the, the company in England who found it, um, at least it looks like it's in one piece. So. It, yeah, it looks in good condition. Hopefully they'll polish it nicely for us when it comes back. <laughs> that's a start. Of course, we're in the midst of the Jeremy Cup for this season as well. So that's a, a bit of a boon for for the clubs playing in it. And you know, knowing that that bit of history is back. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned COVID there. Just getting back to the sort of full inter-island competition. Um, Saints hosted St. Brellard and beat St. Breland, um at the weekend for you guys as a club how important and and kind of how much do you relish those occasions. Yeah, it's great. It's I've I
2: had a really good chat with their their manager and we've had messages since to organize some pre-season friendlies next year and just we got really well and it's great to get involved with those tournaments and have that inter-ireland competition. You can't beat it. There is nothing the players get up for it more um when we went over to the wee way we had just we had just come off the back of the the Upton the league the I think we lost the FA Cup and but we were we were in the hunt and we were so up for it. Um, we only had five fans in the crowd, but you could see how much it meant to the players afterwards celebrating it on a Wednesday night. they—they they, Every single player made the effort to come and that's, that's how much Inter-Island football means to us all.
1: I was going to say the game against Umbrella. You could tell. Um, I know Saints actually had a very young side out because of some of the absentees of the experienced guys. But you tell they're having to sort of learn in that first quarter of the game. Umbrella were the better side, and right. you could tell they were far more uh, far more organised because they knew their roles and whatever. It wasn't sort of put together. But um, having to learn sort of on the job like that is is really good, especially for your young players as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. We're a we are a completely different squad to what we were last season. We've got uh, we've missed a lot of players. We had a lot of players missing the weekend but those players coming in like Zacchio was absolutely unbelievable he was fantastic Mm -hmm. Um, and those players coming in finding a new role we have a completely different centre midfield now Um, we're losing all three Jake's injured at the moment so we've lost all three of our team from last year so it's a massive transition for us and definitely learning on the job and Mm -hmm. getting there but getting those experienced games in a doing these kids a the world of good.
1: Yeah. Like you said, I was really impressed with Zaccio. I don't want to sort of decry any, I don't want to miss out on any sort yeah. of coaching, in my view, but is it right that he he has had some coaching at some point from Kevin Gilligan? I, I could see that in him, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been
2: involved with Kevin going mm. up through, uh, I'm not sure when they stopped, when he joined us, but he's been, Kevin's been with him for five or six years. Mm. And you you can tell that him and, yeah. mm. and Adam, they've both worked really well with them. Mm. And they're coming through some under 18 games into the Prio and they're, they're bringing those elements that they, the fun football they enjoy because he likes to have the extra touch on the ball mm. take the man on which you can do in under 18 football sometimes you can't do in Prio but he did it against Umbrella got away with it did it so well and then gave the ball and it was it was really nice to see yeah
0: yeah really impressive in the Jeremy Cup uh, continues this weekend. Um, Grooville are the visitors to the North and Bells host St Peter. Um, so, a couple of interesting ties there. We'll see how the Guernsey sides fare in that one. As for the Prio League, um, Ben, uh, obviously North struck an early blow in that that opening game. Um, you know, things, well, still very early on, things are really still settling down because, um, yeah, the attention sort of turned quite quickly to, um, to the Cup football. But, yeah, in terms of the league, um, you know, obviously um, St Martins have. You've produced some unbelievable, or well, put together some unbelievable seasons in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, how do you feel uh, things are sort of shaping up at Blanche PLA in this time round?
2: Yeah, it's been the last few years have been unbelievable. It's been trying to trying to keep up with that every year has been is hard. Um, but I think we're we're in a good position. We've, like I say, we're in a big transition with players coming in, losing a few players. Um, we're finding our feet still with a few. We've not Dom's not been as available uh, to work the last few games, but. I think we're in a good we're in a good spot. We're gonna we're gonna improve every game. Leon's working hard with Jason on the training pitch to try and get everything set and ready. And it's just a case of taking each game by its t- by its merit and uh, pushing on each game.
0: Yeah, a lot of football to be played this season. <laughs>
1: a lot of football.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, from your experience with with Saints over all the years, Ben, do you find while you're the Premier League champions and current Upton champions as well? That every game you go into, you can tell the opposition are always up for it, but be- that bit more. <laughs> oh, d- oh,
2: definitely. You're you are the one being hunted by yeah. every single team, and uh, and that that adds a bit of pressure to you. But also, it makes it more enjoying mm-hmm. knowing that they 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 do get up for that game more. Um, some games where you would think it might not be as you've got to work harder because you've got to put your level up to keep it keep going the way yeah. you have to. So it does make it. Every game is interesting because you've got to work as just as hard, mm. um, and no one's ever going to give you anything. Mm. Um, so you've got to deserve, you've got to earn it every game. Mm
0: and in theory a weekend off after um, playing in midweek in the Prio that 4-0 win over Rangers I say in theory because um, you've got a game to set up for on Saturday the Malaya Cup yes,
2: yes we're hosting two games on Saturday um, so yeah dev- definitely no weekend off <laughs> uh, plenty of planning going ahead for that to make that happen
0: Yeah and is that a, a, you know for you guys at Saints is that a, a, a fixture that you t- take on gladly I mean obviously you know for you as you said before you know you, you, you do a lot of work in the club it, it, you know these kind of games don't happen by themselves but um, do you sort of feel like like you've got to play your part in, in putting these fixtures on? Yeah, you, you want to be, you want the big games.
2: You want these people to come at to the football club and see the amount of effort that goes into running a club and you only really get that with big games. People come into big games uh, seeing that. My dad's up there currently at the moment, I imagine, um, working hard behind the scenes to make it look like it needs to. But yeah, you don't want to say no to these games. You want to host as many cup finals and big games as possible, but... It's not as easy just put on a game as you yeah. uh you think, I think it's just turn up and play, but you've gotta find people for the but all the all these little bits that we're working on we' there, <laughs> but we'll be ready for Saturday.
1: I know you're there, sort of, pretty much every day of the week. I'm sure. But have you actually got used to not seeing those huge trees? As used to, I'm still not used to it. I drive in, I'm thinking, where's all the trees gone around Blancheville Lane?
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's tough because that was my call. I decided I I was the one who finally said let's do it. But they weren't safe. They were they were they were falling down. Yeah. Whenever it was, we had a couple of storms last year. We had I think five or six fell on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had to come down, but it's a it's a big expense, mm. um, and it's now onto the subs to go and get the ball every time it goes over. But <laughs> as far as I'm aware, I don't think we've lost a ball yet. I'm not sure. I think a couple have gone over, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, it definitely looks a bit different.
1: So. I don't find it's, the ball seems to have gone in that direction as much. I know it's enough. crazy. Yeah, it's
2: got <laughs> like every game. I think oh we're going to lose a ball, but um, yeah, they seem to be uh, they seem to land just before the yeah. hedge, whereas. Uh, it never seemed that way. <laughs> no, they always get stuff cut, stuck up yeah, in the trees it, a lot. <laughs> it definitely looks different though, but I like it. I think it looks good. It's just it's still a working. There's still a lot to do over that side, but um, yeah,
0: it definitely looks uh, different. What kind of shape do you think club football is in in Guernsey, sort of heading into the new season? I think it's. I think the, the, the clubs rely on
2: the same people. Every single club. I'm just one of many clubs. I know that bells have tinny, uh, and all the other clubs do these have these one two people that do a lot of work um, and it's an unvalued job, but we love doing it and that's why we all do it. Um, but I think clubs are in good, they're, get, they're getting there. It, it, we took a long time to recover. Our bar isn't very busy. We don't open at the weekends very often because we don't have people to do the bar. People don't want to go. It's, it's a one of those things, but our concentration is all about on the pitch, trying to get it on the pitch and
0: the rest of the club, we we make it work. So, yeah, it's interesting you're saying about the bar, I mean, the, the sort of clubhouses, do you sense that there's a, a different feel around them, you know, versus a few years ago versus 10, 15 years ago?
2: Oh, definitely. I, re- I remember the good days when me and me and all the boys, we used to go out there at 10 o'clock in the morning, go out there, help out with minis, have our stuff, be ready for the game. I was never playing, but I was always <laughs> up and watching. Um, and then you would get your stuff on after the game and go straight in the bar till 10 get Henry to come back up and lock up and then go to town. Mm. That, we did that every Saturday. My brother, Simon Gill, Dom, Richard Herp, Kev Greth, all these guys from the past, we did that. Whereas now, it's not the same. It's not, the clubhouse isn't used to the extent it it, would, it used to be. Um, but we're living with that. We know that. We've we've tried to switch it around, do different things. You've got to try and fundraise in other ways to to get the money and to, to keep going. But um, I think you try and, keep these do these events every so often but it's it's definitely not the same as it was 10, 15 years ago.
1: Is that why Cy Giel and Dom Yeom are probably fitter now than they were 10, 15 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah,
0: that's a good shout. Yeah, I mean, how, how do you kind of, as you say, yeah, how do you, how do you um, replace that that sort of revenue, if you like, that's that's crucial to running a club? And yeah, how do you make use of that facility if it's not for for people, yeah, kind of uh, yeah, after a game?
2: I think you try and do some events. We, we rent the clubhouse out for private events, quizzes, all those little things. But... Um, we go out and try and find fundraising try and do sponsorship and our sponsors through the club are fantastic and they've been very generous to us over the years and we just keep on trying to find new people to to be involved and I think that's the only way you can because we, we can't you can't run the bar you run the club on the bars profits um, we don't want to really we want to be football and then social after that um, so it's a case of trying to get it. Get it right with other things, but it is—it's not easy. It's not easy funding funding a football club now is not easy.
1: And just sort of going back to sort of the football aspect of the club, and um, the day after Alex Scott has played for England under twenties, a few days after Mayer has scored twice on a Man United debut, um, yeah. it, there must be a real feel good factor up at Saints as to how well two of your young proteges yeah. are going. Yeah, it's we've got their shirts up in the
2: clubhouse. Mm. Uh, They've, they're un, unbelievable. It's been so good to watch them. Um, being a good friend of both of them, Maya comes and uses the football club in the summer um, and it's great to spend, I spend most days with her in the summer. She's working out, I'm watching. Um, <laughs> <just> <laughs> helping kick some balls every so often. Uh, Alex is a good friend and he's. They, they've done so well. Their careers are definitely going on the up and it's going to be great to watch them. As well as Joe Adams, who's, uh, who's in the ranks at uh, Wigan, um, doing a great job. So we're
0: uh, it's it's unbelievable watching them and uh, supporting them from afar. Have you noticed an impact on the the sort of minis and juniors uh, you know, and, and and youth teams there in terms of that inspiration? Yeah, you, it's, we've seen a few more girls join this year, which is great, uh, and
2: that's all because of what happened in the summer and Maya. Um, Kicking on has been has been great for that, and our mini section is thriving. It's great to see so many. We do get a couple of Scott shirts every so often at minis, uh, mm. and all these kids. You hear them shout Alex Scott's name instead of uh, Wayne Rooney's <laughs> when we used to do it and things like that. So it's uh, it's definitely um, changing and getting it, but having those as people to aspire to and look up to is it's great for. Her. And to have her, have her played the smallest role we could have done in that is is great for the club as well to know that.
1: No, it's just. I just remember talking about Jeremy Couple. I think it was last year when you were playing in the semi, and you just all of a sudden I look across the pitch, and Alex Scott's there, and it's 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 almost a bit yeah. surreal now.
2: <laughs> it's it's after he came up, after his first game, I think it was his first game or something like that. He came back. He came back home, and I said to him, "Can I have a shirt mm. for the club?" And he came, and he he brought. He, he was walking across the pitch. I was doing the goalkeeper warm up. Next thing, he comes across with his dad and his brother. Oh, I got this for you. Hug, shake hands. Oh, thanks, mate. It's his his shirt coming back from a game, and it's like. It's it's so weird seeing the behind the scenes of their mm. career because I'm good friends with the family through the football club and so we speak and we know, we hear things and you but just to see how it progresses and how they move forward and how normal he is <laughs> okay. as well as Maya doesn't come back as much as Alex at times but they're both so down to earth and they come back and the day after they're at the football club mm. after we the day after we won the Upton Alex was with us down in his sanctuary, down carrying our drink some of us were having a few drinks uh, <laughs> from, from, a ha- from one of the boys houses kobo and he was walking with a plastic bag mm-hmm. well i'm part of the group he was walking with us and i'm like you're under 20 footballer for England and he's carrying my beers <laughs> it's, uh, as it should be, but no, it's, uh, he's, they're just so down to, down to earth and normal when they come back. It's, it's so good to see.
0: Him. That must be really, um, it must give you sort of yeah, warm the heart really to see that, that, you know, for all they've achieved, at, uh, you know, still at a very young age and they've got a long way to go still in their careers. Um, that, that, Clearly, their their local club is still so important to them. Yeah, definitely. We played
2: the smallest part that we had to play in there. They've done all the hard work, all the coaches and all these things of Darren and people have played a lot more bigger role than we have. But for them to not forget who we are is great, and we can take we can take that little bit of credit. We can put that when they've done so well. We can say Alex came from us, Mayor came from, and they came through our ranks, and we helped them progress is only great for what's coming through to see that if Alex can be a professional footballer foot going through the ranks at Saints, to GFC and things like that, then they can do it as well. And the same as the girls with Maya, mm. you can only uh, push them on, which is it's a, it's great to see. And we're so happy to have played our part. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Just finally, Ben, uh, sort of looking ahead to the rest of the season. Um, yeah, clearly there's no going to be there's going to be no repeat of the the unbeaten, the invincible campaign of, of last year. But you know that was such a rare and um, you know fantastic achievement. Um, but yeah, what, what are your sort of hopes and? Kind of, I suppose. Yeah, well, hopes for the season yeah. for for Saints, for for Guernsey football, and sort of heading towards, I guess, the Home Island Games, which is going to be a you know a, a huge event in the football community yeah. as much as anything.
2: I think uh, everyone wants to go unbeaten. If your if your dream season could always be unbeaten, but to have that off our back already isn't the end of the world. It's 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 the first or second. I think it was the first game in the season, so. It's done with now, we can move on and we want to push as hard as we can, push north. North are a very good side, Rovers are a very good side, so we want to push them as hard as we can for the league. Um, And I think we've got it in our ranks, we've got the squad, Um, Leon and Jason are doing a great job with that team. So it's just a case of pushing as hard as we can and doing everything in every game, taking it as serious as you can, getting points on the board. And I think come the end of the season, we'll be in the mix, that's for sure.
0: No, well, we'll be following it every step of the way. Thanks for coming in. No worries, thank you. And uh, yeah, let us know if that Jeremy Cup arrives. <laughs> I shall do. <laughs> Take care, Cheers, Ben Hunter. There, uh, great to to speak to Ben um, Gareth. He obviously does an awful, awful lot um, to make Saint Martins kind of what it is, and and so nice as well to hear him talk about you know how much it means to him when the team do well on the pitch because um, you know that that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, well, obviously the the Hunter family is synonymous with the Saints, really. Um, I've known Ben all my life because uh, his dad Neil, who's a, a Saints legend in his own life um, and lifetime, was uh, the Cobo cricket captain. When I first started growing up, so um, I've known the family all that time. And um, yeah, the amount of work that the Hunters do, Neil and Ben, sort of together in, in helping run Saints, along with some others. Obviously, there's some real stalwarts up at Blantyre Lane. They're just they just. It's unbelievable what they do sort of, as volunteers. It's just phenomenal what they do. And so they're the sort of volunteers every club needs. And fortunately, every club in Guernsey seems to have one or two of sort of like like the Bens or like Neil. And um, it's like you say, Tony, when the club tastes success, like Saints have done in recent times, um, it's great that the players on the pitch obviously enjoy it. But those behind the scenes who've been doing it for decades on end, um, I think it, it probably means more to them to be able to share those experiences as well. And um, yeah, uh, Ben's still a relatively young man, so he could be up working at Blanche Lane for decades to come too. That's probably making him sweat.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I call him a relatively young man, so I don't want to sound too old myself. He's, he's, <laughs> he's behind me. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, great stuff as you say from um, from the hunters and, and yeah, all, all of. Uh, All of the volunteers that make local football happen, we'll hopefully be speaking to a few more of them over the course of the season. Um, Let's look at what's been happening uh, this week then, because we had a couple of pre-league games and a a good week um, for Saints and for North in particular. Um, You were there to see them uh, wallop Velrek in the first Grand Fort Derby of the season.
1: Yeah, considering I I think the last time I went to a Grand Fort Road Derby at Northfield of an evening, um, Velrek, surprising, well, surprising is perhaps a bit harsh, but um, they they beat North to end their title, was in the last year, and I was sort of expecting it to to be a another tight encounter. I mean, North would have gone in as favourites, obviously, but um, yeah, as it turned out, it was seven nil. And to be brutally honest, it could have been probably twelve nil. It was just it was just that sort of game. Vale never really got going. They um, they were definitely missing Louis Travis up front, and they sort of had to do a bit of a rejig, and it just never really worked for them on the night. And um, as I put in my report, I, I don't think it's something that Mark Romeral should almost worry too much about. It's just it was a bad day at the office for them. But yeah, North just created chance after chance, and it, it was such a surprise that they hadn't scored in the first 38 minutes. And the fact that they were three nil up at half time was um, was pretty fitting to be honest. They should have been at least three nil up by that point. And, uh, yeah, they just kept it going in the second half as well. So there's a couple of goals apiece there for Keen Domile, Sam Murray and, and Luke Mollett after Craig Young had scored the opener. So um, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was
0: about as dominant as 7-0 suggests. It was probably even more so on yeah, the night. With, with all those players on the pitch, they're going to be a, a real handful, aren't they, this season? Yeah,
1: to be fair, I mean, they've, they've obviously got their, their youngsters who were involved in the under-18s last year, but most of those were actually on the bench this time. And, um uh, like I say, Craig Young's um, obviously very experienced. He scored the scored the opening goal, but uh, it was interesting to see. I thought another it was interesting to see, um, Dave Rio is sort of employed as a like a number six role. Really, he's um, so used to being a, a forward in most people's eyes, but he, he's still got the class that he's always had. And uh, yeah, they they just looked a really good side on on um, Tuesday night and. Yeah, I think it, I, I get a feeling there was something, perhaps a bit left over from the defeat to Bell's a, a couple of weeks ago. They, they obviously, um, they obviously want to be title contenders this year, and uh, they've quickly
0: sort of banished that that defeat and. Uh, yeah, but a good goal difference up now. As for Saints, a solid win, as I mentioned, for them 4 um, 0 against Rangers. No game for them this weekend, but as we were chatting to Ben um, just before about the Malaya Cup, uh takes place up at Blanche PLA in a four o'clock kickoff on Saturday. That one, and I think there's a Vets game as well, isn't there? Um, yeah, I at think some at some two stage o'clock, on the
1: weekend. Yeah, I think there's a two o'clock, uh, there's a Vets game before the, the main event at four o'clock,
0: yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, that'll be good to see, part of the um, um, sort of memorial weekend. And uh, the first time that that fix just happened in a few years, I guess? I think, yeah, I think 2019
1: was the last time the Malaya Cup was held. Um, so, yeah, obviously the, the pandemic hit that as, as it did so many things. So um, it's good to get it back on, the, back on the calendar.
0: A good opportunity for those players um, to be involved in that occasion. Um, as we said before as well, a couple of games in the Jeremy Cup, North against Grooville, um, Bells against St Peter. Um, there's also one pre League game on Saturday, Rovers hosting Alderney. Just looking ahead to the weekend after, and we'll be back um, the following Monday um, in the pre League. It's Bells against Rovers. Rangers against North and Saints welcoming Alderney for that one. So um, yeah, sort of back to kind of league focus once these Jeremy Cup games are out of the way.
1: Yeah, and uh, that first uh, weekend of October, I believe, will be the first time Rangers get a home game at the KG Five. So that might be quite an interesting occasion. To see how um, see how that pitch plays, and um, yeah, be a. Be a nice one. Hopefully the weather will be kind to them as well.
0: Yeah, something to look forward to down there. Just a quick word about Alex Scott. We tend to finish the show with him almost every week. Um, uh, but he was in action uh, in Spain against Chile. Yeah, made another big impact for England under-20s.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was in the starting 11 and played 80 minutes, which... Um, uh, in what was a, a a friendly, a lot of uh, changes were made at half-time, what have you? so for him to play 80 was um, was very uh, good experience for him, obviously, and uh, yeah, it was a good win for them. They play Morocco uh, today on Saturday, and uh, they finish off against Australia uh, next week.
0: Yeah, busy week for Alex. Um, fantastic to see. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for doing this a bit early, Gareth. That's right. See- enjoy your holiday. <laughs> yeah, see you in <laughs> 10 days or so. We'll be back a week on Monday with the, uh, another Guernsey Press football podcast. Our thanks again to Rihoy and Son for their support of the show and if you're enjoying um these pods um do give us a a follow on social media actually swipe press sports place to go on facebook twitter and instagram and um, give it a share as well while you're at it Uh, we'll see you next time cheers tony